Hey, pop punk enthusiasts. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney and I am the host of this incredible music podcast. If you're new here, what's up? Happy Thursday. I am so glad that you stumbled across our show today. We are a podcast dedicated to promoting women and small artists in the scene. And we do interviews pretty much every single week here on the podcast. It is so much fun and you get to learn a lot about these small artists trying to get their foot in the door and get some fans around the nation and the world. This is the second episode of season four, so we have a ton of amazing content for you to go back and binge if you are interested. I really hope that you guys love what we provide here. We literally interview a new artist every week, so there are so many brand new artists that could potentially become your favorite, and spoiler alert, they are incredible. On top of bringing you a brand new interview from a small artist or woman in the scene every week, we also bring you some pop punk news every single week. That may include some brand new releases, some pre-saves, some tours to look out for. It could even be a tour review. It could be anything on the spectrum of news in the scene. So make sure you tune in every single week to hear some brand new pop punk news. We release episodes every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're not new to the pop punk promo family, thank you so much for sticking around and listening to episodes every single week. Whether you have listened to all the episodes, a few episodes, or even just one of the episodes, thank you so much for your support. It means so much to me to even have people listening to this thing. So it's really cool to see everyone interacting online, on the polls, on the podcast, from all over the world, and even getting people to interview from around the world. That is so special to me. So thank you so much for sharing the world of music with me and finding hopefully your brand new favorite artist. If you're interested in supporting Pop Punk Promo further, I do have merchandise available on my store at poppunkpromo.store. We've got stickers and t-shirts available. It's super cool, so check that out if you would love a little piece of merch or if you want to support us another way. You can also subscribe to our listener support, which is activated through Spotify for Podcasters. So if you listen to our show on Spotify, there's a little link at the bottom of the show notes that allows you to sign up for listener support. You can donate literally as little as 99 cents a month if you'd like. All that money goes straight back into the podcast and creating content for you guys. So that's something that would mean a lot to me if you're interested, but obviously you don't have to. You can continue just listening and that is enough support for me. So Thank you again, guys, to every person who has ever supported me in any way, whether you are someone who interviewed with me, took a chance on me that way, if you just listened to a few episodes, if you follow me online, any of those things. Thank you so much for all of your support. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, let's get into some pop punk news. We're going to start off this week's news segment by announcing that I am going to tube very significant pop punk shows this week. Tonight, I am seeing Fall Out Boy in Somerset, Wisconsin, and I am so 
freaking excited, you guys. Like, I have been waiting for this forever. As soon as they announced the new album, as soon as they announced the tour, I was like, we have got to go to this tour. I have seen Fall Out Boy two other times before, once on the Mania tour, another time during Hella Mega, and this is so amazing. They are so fun to see live. They're bringing Bring Me the Horizon and Royal and the Serpent on this tour, and this specific date will have car opening as well. So previously, Daisy Grenade was there, and I know there's a couple others that are on the roster as well, but I am just so pumped for this show tonight. It's going to be so cool. And then secondly, on Saturday night, I am seeing Yellow Card for the first time ever. I have been waiting for this like literally so long. Like I wanted to go see them in 2017 and for whatever circumstances I wasn't able to. And then they broke up and it literally shattered my heart. I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't go to their farewell tour. And it was literally like, it was so tragic, you guys. Um, So... I found out that they were getting back together and they announced the tour and I am just, I can't wait. You guys, I have been waiting to see Yellow Card for years now at this point. So it's going to be so exciting. I cannot wait. Needless to say, be prepared for some concert reviews next week. I am going to have a lot to say about both of them, I'm sure. And I'm just so stoked so make sure to tune in next week for those if you are curious as to how the concerts were i've got a pretty hefty list of new releases for you guys this week starting off this list we've got a brand new single from peyton marie called mouth to mouth if you guys don't remember i interviewed peyton marie at the very beginning of my pop punk promo journey she was one of the first people i ever interviewed and She just was so much fun, and I've just fallen in love with her music ever since then. I listen to her pretty consistently. She's on all my playlists. I love her so much. So make sure you check out her brand new single, Mouth to Mouth. It does not disappoint. It is just as good as all of her other songs. Um, Her single, Dead to Me, is one of my absolute favorites. So make sure to check out the new single and all of her previous releases as well. Next, we've got a brand new single from Tilly called Mom's Basement. This one is another super dark and edgy song from her. Tilly is known for her very weird, not so mainstream sound, and I just fucking love her for that. She is so talented, so unique, and honestly, she gets a lot of criticism online, and I just don't get it because she's so cool and so unique and maybe that's why people give her shit but honestly she is so worth the listen and her brand new song is absolutely quintessential Tilly. Make sure you check it out. It's titled Mom's Basement. I'm gonna give you another string of releases here. We've got R.I.P. by Sophie Shreds. She was another person that I interviewed sort of recently And she's so cool, too. She is just a shredding guitar player. So all of her music is super cool. I believe this is only her third song. I might be wrong, but it is so cool and absolutely Sophie Shred. So make sure you check that out. We've also got Junkie by Royal and the Serpent, which is another of a string of songs that they have been releasing lately. 
with the hopes of releasing an album. So I'm super stoked for them and they're on tour with Follow Boy, like I told you guys. So make sure you check out their new song. They're going to be getting really huge, I would imagine, after this tour. Next, we've got Strangers from Mod Sun. Now, he was touring a while ago with Stand Atlantic, and that was a super cool tour as well. He's just got a really cool new pop punk sound. He's awesome. He's so true to himself and just such a kind and genuine guy. So make sure you check out his music. If you haven't, his new song is called Strangers. Next, we've got Party Crashers from Sucker Punch. They're another small band that I'm hoping to get to interview sometime soon. We have been trying, I'm not going to lie, and the timing just hasn't been right with our schedules, so hopefully they'll get on here sometime soon. But their new song is called Party Crashers, and you should check it out. Lastly here, we've got Generational from 408. Now, they're another band that is a little bit more low-key, but they have been doing a lot of really cool collaborations. One of them is on their song Backfired with Taylor Acorn. I love that song a ton, personally, and they have a ton of other really cool songs. So make sure you check them out and check out their brand new song titled Generational. I'd like to give one more shout out to a brand new release that I personally am so excited about. Charlotte Sands just released a brand new EP called Good Now. And this is a collection of a bunch of singles she's released over the past couple of years. And I am just so excited they're all on one place now. It includes Good Now, Lost, Tantrum, All Right, Love Sick, and Six Feet Under. Now, personally, I am a huge fan of her song Lost. And It was always a struggle for me to listen to because it's a single, so I'm very much an album girl. I love just hitting play on an album and just listening to everything on it, so with that being a single, I just kind of have to wait for it to show up in a playlist or something like that, so I'm really excited to have somewhere to listen to it now. Oh man, I really love Charlotte Sands a lot. She is such a powerhouse in the industry. She is still an independent artist just making moves. She is touring all over the world. She was in Europe this year. She's been in the U.S. She is opening for huge bands. And this is all just from her independent promotion, which I think is absolutely nuts. She is seriously an icon in the industry that just shows that you can do anything if you set your mind to it. So yeah, make sure you check out Charlotte Sands' brand new EP titled Good Now. I know you guys are going to love it, and there's probably a few songs you've already heard of hers since it's a collection of singles from the last couple of years. Check it out. I have a really cool announcement to make for you guys. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, you may see that I created a post this week looking for women in the scene to do a roundtable interview. Now, this idea came up in my last interview, and it is just so cool. I don't know why I didn't think about this sooner. So basically, I'm looking for women in the scene in any role, whether they are a musician, a manager, a social media expert, a producer, an engineer, anyone who is leading the industry, who is making moves as a woman, and has knowledge to tell other people. 
And I want this to be a roundtable interview, so it'll be more like a conversation than an interview. And I want it to be fan inclusive as well. So I will be organizing this once I get a full list of who will be a part of this first roundtable. Hopefully I'll do a few of these in the future. But once that list is created and the date is set, I will be posting if anyone has any questions for these specific industry leaders. And you can ask them anything. You can ask about what their experience has been like, you know, being a woman in the scene. You can ask how to get your foot in the door if they have any expertise that way. I am just really excited to get a full round table full of women in the scene who are excited to share their experiences. And I think it'll be such a fun time. So if you are a woman in the scene in any role that I mentioned or any that maybe I haven't mentioned, please reach out to me at poppunkpromo at gmail.com and say that you are interested in participating in this roundtable discussion. I am so excited to get a bunch of women on the podcast and we're going to make it a YouTube series. It'll be so fun. So stay tuned for that. If you know anyone who might be interested, please tag them in my post on Instagram, send them my email, and if you have any more questions, make sure to ask me either in my DMs or shoot me an email again at poppunkpromo at gmail.com. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. It is time for our featured artist segment. I am so excited to bring you guys this interview this week. The person that I interviewed this week is the person who suggested the all-women roundtable and man this was just such a fun interview it was so cool to chat with this person she is another woman lead for a band and I am so excited to present them to you so without further ado can I get a drum roll please This week's featured artist is Definitely Maybe. Okay, everyone, we are here today with Courtney from Definitely Maybe. How are you doing today, Courtney? I'm so good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad we were able to make this work. Like we were just saying, it's been a little bit of scheduling mishaps, but we're finally here. So I'm so excited to have you here. We made it. Yes. Heck yes. All right. Do you want to just introduce yourself to the listeners with your name, pronouns, what you do in the band, and maybe just introduce a couple of the other members of the band too? Cool. Yeah. So I'm Courtney. Pronouns are she and her. I sing and write indefinitely, maybe. Um, I do the band along with my husband, Sawyer, who plays the bass and does a lot of our production. And then our best friend, Ian, he plays guitar and also supports on a lot of the writing and production stuff and then when we play live we're joined by a bunch of our friends julian our drummer madison our background vocalist and brent our uh, rhythm guitar player oh wow nice you've got like a huge group there that's awesome i didn't know that that your husband was a part of it too that's so cool mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's gotta yeah, make things like fun. super fun yeah that's awesome and then you guys are from chicago is that right yes correct Yes. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, how long have you guys like known each other and when did you guys kind of start making music together? We have known each other for, well, Sawyer and I have been together for eight years, so we've known each other nice. for a while. 
um, married for almost four. And then we met Ian, I want to say five years ago um, through church. And we played together in the church band. I actually played drums in the church band. I didn't sing. Sawyer played bass. Ian played guitar. Um, And we didn't actually start writing music together until 2021. So it's a pretty recent discovery of ours that we could do that together and ever since then we've just kind of been doing it non-stop which is exciting so we've known each other for a while but the band is still pretty new nice and honestly like from your music I wouldn't have been able to tell that you guys have only been doing this for like a couple years like you guys sound really awesome like very solid pop punk like you guys are awesome so yeah keep up the good work yeah um I guess Tell me about Summerfest. So you guys played down in Milwaukee, I think yesterday. Is that right? Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How how was that? Have you guys done any festivals like that before? No, that was by far the biggest show, biggest stage we've ever played. It was intimidating, but it was awesome. It was a learning experience, but we played our little hearts out and we had a blast and we had a lot of friends and family drive up from Chicago and We also had a lot of new people, obviously, come to the set and listen and check us out. And so we got to talk to a bunch of them after the festival, which was pretty cool. And our dressing room backstage was right next to Youngblood's dressing room. And I cried when he walked past me in the flesh. (laughs) I was like, I cannot believe he's here. Well, we walked in backstage and I saw all of their like road cases and it said young blood drums young blood this young blood that and I was like take a picture of me with the case and then <laughs> all of a sudden he walks past and he's like oh hello everybody and we're like oh my god that's it oh my really gosh in the know. accent too right <laughs> I know there his whole crew had accents they were all like talking and we could hear them and I was like this is so crazy <laughs> oh my god that's like the biggest fangirl moment ever that's when you know like mm-hmm. you're you're on the road to doing something cool when you're like playing gigs with like these really well-known people and you're just like oh, oh. God, right next to their dressing room like that's that's I so know. sick that's so cool I got to <laughs> tell I got to tell Leah Kate good luck before she went on and I was like this <sighs> is so wild I was like hey good luck Leah <laughs> oh my god I was I was about to ask about her that's that's so crazy like I've always wanted to go to Summerfest because I'm from Minneapolis so I'm only like oh, yeah. four hours like west or whatever so I'm not that far but yeah, it sounds like a good time. So maybe it's maybe amazing. next year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And our stage was uh, brand new. It was beautiful. And we got to share it with Leah Kay right after us. And then the Regrets played before Youngblood. They kicked ass. They were awesome. And then obviously oh Youngblood was incredible. He's just, I don't know how he does it. He's such a rock he's, star. Yeah, he's so like high energy too. Like he is, he's just so cool. And he just, he has such good music. So that's so awesome oh my god well congratulations on that that is a huge gig so yeah that's that's awesome congrats thank you thank you so much yeah Yeah, you're so welcome um so I guess my next question for you um how would you guys kind of describe like your personal brand surrounding definitely maybe like what do you want people to kind of associate like your music and your style with Ooh, that's a great (laughs) question we talk about this a lot um but I feel like it's hard to pin down I guess our brand is definitely nostalgic I think for I would agree yeah the 2000s era obviously sound wise and then aesthetic wise 
Um, and I think the most important thing with our brand is just a vulnerability and an openness and an acceptance to kind of be yourself and explore maybe dark parts of your brain that you don't normally show to people, but just want it to be kind of a welcoming, open brand that people feel they can resonate with and maybe feel less alone in the world. Yeah, I love that. And I think that definitely comes through as well. Um, this is totally off topic, but what do you use for your hair? Because your hair uh-huh. is so bright like mine. It looks it looks very close to my color. So what do you use? Yes, it does. Um, this is Pulp Riot. This is Candy Ooh. by Pulp Riot. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, I use mm-hmm. Good Die Young, which is Haley Williams brand. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really like it. So that's cool. Yeah, it looks awesome on you. I love Thank it. Thank you. I've been meaning to try Good Die Young, but I, I pay someone to do mine because I'm not gifted in that area um but if I need to touch it up I'll have my husband do it it's like get a bottle of wine and throw on tv and he'll like put the dye on my hair just to freshen it up um so I've been using pulp riot because it's easy to use at home but I hear good things about good dye yeah it is it's awesome the the one thing I will say is it's a little bit on the spendy side if you're going for like at home care you know but like it's quality it lasts a while and it comes in like a bigger bottle than like manic panic or some of the other brands do so like it lasts a while so like yeah I highly recommend that if you ever like decide to actually venture out and do it on your own but yeah Yeah. it looks great on you I love it thank you nice all righty so I guess next question so you guys I'm assuming are an independent band is that right correct yeah, nice. Awesome. Do you guys like foresee yourself uh, signing with a label or anything anytime soon? Or is that like a goal for the future? Or how do you guys kind of feel about being independent? It has its pros and cons. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun to be able to make all your own decisions, not be bound to anything, any sort of schedule. There's no pressure. We can do things at our own pace. But I think it's definitely a goal to get signed um, in some capacity. Uh, right, right now, yeah. our biggest goal is networking, playing shows, and releasing music. And if that yeah. allows us to cross paths with a label, um, we would love that. And if not, we're we're good to keep trucking along. But I do think that being a part of a label would mean more people get to hear our music, which is obviously yeah. the important part. So it's something that we are open to, definitely a goal we have, but it's not something we feel that we maybe need to keep going um but it would be nice to have that support especially financially being in a band is very expensive (laughs) yeah no kidding i'm i'm not in a band but after talking to a decent amount of musicians you know who are independent like it's very clear it's expensive to tour it's expensive to release music it's just it's an overall expensive gig like instruments are expensive microphones gear everything like Mm -hmm. even being a podcaster is expensive (laughs) like it's it's all yes a lot of money but yeah that's it's really commendable honestly just being an independent artist and doing what you're doing you know because like I I think I don't even know where I found you guys I think it was like through some other person I follow and yeah you guys are doing a good job already of like making yourselves known and like that's kind oh, of what I'm right. here for, you know, like <laughs> yes. I started this so that, you know, small artists could get a little bit of a further reach, you know, than maybe mm-hmm. they would just posting TikToks and stuff. So I hope that yes. this is a good thing for you guys. 
It will be. It already. It's nice to talk to a face because on TikTok, yeah. you're just kind of yelling into the void. So anything right, you can do yes. that's person to person. Obviously, there's a person on the other side of the phone watching the TikTok, but it's harder yeah. to feel that connection. Right. Exactly. And it's yeah, it is nice to sit down and actually talk with with smaller artists about where you guys came from and like what mm-hmm. your goals are for the future and all this other stuff. It like it helps fans or potential fans like get to know you better and understand like who you are as a musician which definitely is cool. so yeah, I, love I really love it's, doing it's this noble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great stuff I'm so I'm so glad that you do it and that you love to do it it's, it's amazing thank you oh my gosh yeah and I'm just glad to have you on here too like it's it's so exciting being able to talk with with musicians it's just something I love to do so love again it. thank you so much for being on here <laughs> of course thanks for having me yeah and then, okay, so I guess stemming off of that a little bit, um, so you already mentioned, like, you utilize TikTok. How do you kind of feel about the platform, and how has it kind of influenced your success already, even in the couple of years you guys have been do- making music? Yeah, we, we're, we like, ebb and flow with TikTok. We'll post a hundred times in a month, and then we'll forget about it or get too busy. Right. Um, <laughs> and I definitely have mixed feelings about it. I think my gut feeling is that it's a positive thing for us and for independent artists and smaller people. And I listen to um, people who have like made it big. A lot of them have TikTok as part of their success story. I was just listening to a podcast with um, low spirit. I don't know if you've heard of them, Mm -hmm. but um, they're amazing kind of new and they popped off on TikTok and they were saying how, um, none of what they do would be possible without it and it was so easy for them considering and compared to other bands journeys just to post a video and then have something pop off so I think there's an element of like hopefulness and fun and accessibility with TikTok but it is so frustrating and hard to keep up with and kind of hard to hack for us at least um we mainly will record our rehearsals and then cut it up put the song on it put the lyrics on and kind of use that as a vehicle to keep posting and have a high cadence for that um but it's tough I do social media for my nine to five and so at the end of the day I'm like if I have to make one more TikTok (laughs) I'm gonna break (laughs) my phone in half but again it's like it's something that you just have to adapt to. And if you're going to be jaded about it and not use it, you're losing out on reaching all those people. And I mean, it's free and it's relatively easy and low touch. So if you can figure out a good system and be consistent, we notice that when we're posting a couple times a day, every day, um, our monthly listeners will go up, we'll get added to more playlists. We'll kind of I'm kind of a nerd about the numbers. So I'll go in and look at the graphs of like, okay, we started posting this time I swear, this song on TikTok, did we see a bump? And when did we see it? Was it on this day? And it's pretty directly correlated. If you post on TikTok, you're going to see a boost in people listening, which is important. So it's it's definitely yeah. been worth it for us. That's super cool. I love that you like literally dive into the analytics of it all. Like that's, that's super oh, yeah. awesome. But <laughs> yeah, I agree. It is, it can be exhausting. Like I, I was yeah. doing really well on TikTok for a while and then I kind of just lost the spark for it for a little bit because I've been having mm-hmm. a very busy few months so I've just been trying to focus more on like you know content podcasting you know like actually getting interviews totally. and not so much the 
you know, promotion act aspects of it because it, it is difficult. So I commend you for literally like <laughs> taking your time to try and do it as much as you can because yes. that's that's hard, <laughs> even if it, it is, is an easy task. Like sometimes it's not always easy. <laughs> and it adds up too, even just to post a video and do all your hashtags, it takes a certain amount of time. So it's tough. It does. But again, yeah. it's like if that's the vehicle and it's free and I can use it, we got to do it. <laughs> nice yeah I love that I love that positive outlook on it because I I feel like so many artists like it's it's like a chore for them to use TikTok they're Mm -hmm. like oh I have to go make a TikTok today I have to blah 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 you know like like I I get it if you're independent you kind of have to do that kind of stuff because you don't have like labels reposting your you know your releases and stuff but yeah but that's awesome yeah I'm glad for all the positivity of TikTok because I I truly think Mm -hmm. it is a really good a good platform and a good promotional aspect so yeah awesome yeah Yeah. um so then I guess next question for you um what musicians kind of inspire your personal music style with the band and who are some of your favorite artists to pull some inspiration from oh so many we (laughs) we just had a session with a producer for a new song we've had a couple sessions with him um and he was like, can you send some inspiration on bands you listen to? And like, you know, just two or three. And I think I sent like 18. I was like, well, <laughs> two or three is just a little <laughs> bit too hard. Um, we love new music and new artists. But I think at the core of everything for me is like the the holy trinity is like Haley Williams, Avril Lavigne, and Katy Perry. I kind of feel like. Oh, my God. If they Absolutely. all had a love style, that's like what yes. music sounds like. Um, but also from back in that era, a lot of all time low boys, like girls, Mm -hmm. um, all American rejects, 30 seconds to Mars was a huge influence for me. Evanescence was all I listened to back on my purple iPod nano. Um, (laughs) and then I've always been a huge pop fan too. So like Britney Spears, um all like backstreet boys so we we definitely have a very poppy element to our music as well but um we're obsessed with new artists and obviously since we have that perspective now as new artists we try to find smaller artists and support and so like new music friday is a sacred day in our household and we queue up all the songs and get it all ready and then we wait until we have a long drive out to the suburbs or something and we listen and i'll add stuff to playlists and we'll kind of keep tabs on who's out there and um so right now we've been listening to a lot of beauty school dropout they just went on tour with blink they're incredible we drove up to grand rapids chicago to see them and they're a major inspiration for us production wise and writing wise right now so we just will drop out Jaden Jaden Hostler we're obsessed with him um Lolo all those kind of around TikTok yeah I saw you posted I think you posted about um Lolo dropping a new song so I'm excited for that Charlotte Sands obviously speaking of TikTok queens she's amazing at it dude she is insane like she is still an independent artist which i think is absolutely nuts like she won like a heavy music award in the uk like last month or something and she is on fire like she is proof and inspiration that you can do whatever you want like totally her team is so dope too Mm -hmm. her producer dannon is also her drummer and Dannon's wife is their like tour manager and I remember oh, wow. when we released WAM our first single um, I reached out to Dannon to try to get him to produce it and 
he obviously was they were popping off right then so he's yeah. like um I don't know if I have time but like let's reconnect and so um I definitely yeah. would love to work with him in the future but they're just it's incredible it's oh I like God. I know how hard it is from experience I can only imagine but another TikTok success story of her song dress popping off on TikTok so it's yeah yeah and that one was interesting too because it had like a backstory of like like inspiration from like Harry Styles I think was kind of like mm-hmm. the inspiration for the the chorus and kind of all of it which I think was so cool which yeah man she is she's awesome um but yeah, all every band that you mentioned from like the early two thousands, I I totally get that vibe from your guys' music, and that's the stuff yeah. that I grew up on too. So anytime I hear anything that sounds a little bit like that, I, it like it goes in my ear, and I go, "Yes, I love this." You know, yeah. like it, it, it's a good nostalgia factor to have for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's a warm, warm awesome. feeling. It is <laughs> it feels like being home. I know, and it's like it's like slight side note, but speaking of that, like. Fallout Boy is literally going to be in town here in Minneapolis oh, like yes. next week and I'm going and I'm just I'm so excited about it like oh my god it's gonna be amazing awesome. oh yeah are you gonna go see them they were just in Chicago oh, and oh I yeah that's it, right we got this right. at Rigby Field and yeah. it was back in the day when they had okay they had Machine Gun Kelly open for them but that was before he was pop punk he was still just a rapper oh, wow. and so <laughs> we were like, well, we really need to get in early. We actually had some friends playing the pre-show outside of Wrigley, which was so exciting. So we went and photographed them. My husband and I shoot um, photos as well. So we we're nice. photographing outside. And then we got to go in and see the show. And we got there right as Machine Gun Kelly was ending. And then, yeah. you know, two years later, he comes out with this banging pop punk album. And I right? was like, I wonder if he played any of the songs at the show. And we missed him. And I am, I'm a sucker for Machine Gun Kelly. I know a lot of people don't like him and they think he's it's, ruining the genre or whatever, but he, I, don't know. I mean, he's info <laughs> for us too. I fucking I, can't help I it. Have like, <laughs> I love him. I have like mixed feelings about him because like, for me, it's one of the things where I'll hear some of his songs and I go, damn, this is so good. But then I'm like, I know I the know. industry doesn't like him so that I feel super weird about it. And I'm like, I don't know I if know. I should actually enjoy the song. And um, I don't know. I, I, I think he's it. a little bit of a shady person, too. I don't know the specifics, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. But I understand. I understand the appeal of his music. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. He's quite the persona. I just, oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> and the new Demi Lovato album yeah oh my oh, god dude she was one that i was not expecting to go like pop punk like she and it's she is so producer cool. too it's yeah. like the pop guy oak her producer oh my god he's speaking of fucking incredible producers but I, oh, when wow. we went to do our ep in orlando um we were in orlando for like 10 days with this guy andy karpovic um nice. and the first thing we talked about when we were talking about sound and inspiration was the Demi album and he was yeah. saying like even in the industry amongst producers who are in this genre like that album is so well respected and he said it's like pretty much perfect top to bottom it's it's uh, insane that's amazing and like even like Miley Cyrus too like she's got uh, she yes. got like pop punk too now like it's definitely like a resurgence like people like it, we had like our pop punk from like you know 2000 to like the 20 like like 2015 and then it kind of died for a little while and now it's like back again full swing and i think that's so yes. awesome like there's have there's so heard, much um, good stuff have you heard uh, what's it called now i'm gonna forget the name 
we don't get high like we used to by 408. Ooh, I think so. I, I have, I have to go back, but I, I'm pretty sure. Oh That's my God. another they TikTok. Have, like, they popped they up have all a of a song. sudden. And they're like, what the heck? <laughs> they have a song with Taylor Acorn called Backfired, oh, I believe. Her. Yes. Yeah, that song is super good. I really like that mm-hmm. one. And I love Taylor. She's such a queen. So, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I know. She's major inspiration <laughs> for us, too. My husband, especially. Like, when we're, when we're in the studio now and we need inspiration, he'll, like, pull up. He loves that song, Coma, uh-huh. that she made. Um, oh, that's like his it's major beautiful. Right now. So good. Oh, that's so, so, that's good. so amazing. And I, yeah, I don't know if you know much about that song, but like, so she, like she's been performing it at, during her live shows and before she sings it, she like tells a story about how it's, it's basically about a relationship her mom had, a toxic relationship her mother was in when Taylor was like a child. So like, oh. it's, it's super crazy. Yeah. And like her mom's finally out Dang. of it, but like, yeah, it, it adds like an oh. element of it in the live setting, you know, that just makes it more emotional, yeah. which is crazy. Like, Oh my god, she's so cool. Yeah, I want to see her live so bad. I try to do that with my songs too. I want to see how she does it because she's such like a prolific writer. Oh my god, she's such a natural too. Because I I Mm -hmm. found her about a year ago when she was performing with with confidence and oh yeah, real friends. I think yeah, and Mm -hmm. yeah, just her stage presence. Yes, yes. Um, her stage presence <laughs> is just phenomenal, and yeah, she's someone definitely to like take notes from. I would say she's she's oh, on yeah. a path for success. Like, <laughs> oh, incredible. She's on my list. I gotta go. She was just here, I think, and I missed it, and I'm so pissed. I should have gone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's okay. Um, she actually, yeah, I did see her there. I was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was for the summer set tour, so I saw her there yes. in Milwaukee. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show <laughs> but bet. i'm sure she'll come around again like she she tours pretty often so yeah Good. amazing but yeah come so back, let's <laughs> come back taylor we miss you <laughs> but yeah let's shift the um focus a little bit and let's talk about your most recent ep better off undone what was kind of the inspiration for that collection of songs and that was your debut ep is that right yes yay oh my god yeah it's amazing too like oh my gosh it's it's so awesome so yeah just tell us everything there is to know about it better off undone four songs they're all kind of different i feel like which was purposeful and not purposeful um we started writing in 2021 like i said and we wrote wom first and it was sort of uh a shock for us because we didn't think that we could do that we like wrote I wrote the chorus I recorded a voice memo in my kitchen doing dishes sent it to Ian the guitar player he whipped up a, a part and we just kind of were piecing it together and we finished it and we thought that was it I was like okay yeah. we wrote a song like I'll check it off the bucket list that was like that was cool um we'll release it maybe maybe we won't we'll see and then a couple days later we wrote good day and then we just kind of kept going and I think we just were like well this is working let's not stop and so we kept writing and writing and writing and um we ended up with a collection of like 15 demos which I guess is a lot for someone (laughs) to have and so um what I started doing was just emailing 
producers that I liked. And during our sacred New Music Friday religious experience, I would click on view credits on any artist that I loved and I would look at the producer and I would write it down and I would write down notes on what the sound was like and maybe what demos they'd be good for. And so I started to make SoundCloud playlists for all the different producers I was hearing. And um, we we never wanted to self-produce. We always wanted to work with other producers for a reason because we love collaborating and we know that we have an identity and a style, but we want an expert or someone to kind of put their flair on it. So we had all these demos that we were sitting on, but we didn't want to finish them by ourselves. We wanted to work with yeah. other people. So I was emailing people and trying to figure out who would be good for what. And we ended up working um, on this EP with Andy Karpovic in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. And he works a lot with Andrew Wade and they share their studio space with A Day to Remember. So that was pretty cool to see. All their, <laughs> their studio was like a freaking museum. They had like walls of guitar pedals and it was just like this. Oh, it was so nice. They were on tour. So we just like got to pop in and look at all their stuff. <laughs> they were out, um, which is really cool. But um, I found Andy Karpovic through Spotify, just listening to New Music Friday. He does all of Magnolia Park and 408's oh music. And then he's, so he's worked peripherally with Taylor Acorn. He was on Backfired. He did her vocals for that. Um, and we were just obsessed with Magnolia Park and 408 and their sound. And it was the perfect blend of that nostalgic vibe, but bringing it into the present. And so we just loved his mix, his use of drums. Um, so we reached yeah. out to Andrew Wade actually and asked if he would produce our EP. And he said, well, I'm, I'm busy that week. Um, I'm booked up when you're available, but my co-producer, Andy, who also works on all of that, he's free. And so we said, okay, cool. Like we'll do it. And so we went down there um, and we found out that Andrew was booked up with Broadside. They were doing their album, which if you haven't heard oh, them, wow. they're great. So we got to be no, yeah, kind of awesome. in a space with them. They were so sick and they would eat lunch with us every day and talk oh to us. God. We would ask them for advice. So we got to see like their writing process and we would always like listen in through the door. We <laughs> heard something down the hall that was cool. And then they would kind of do the same thing with us. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but, we came into the studio on day one and we just had a listening party through all of our demos. And there was probably I think eight completed ideas. And then we had this playlist that Andy dubbed our hit clips where we just had a bunch of hooks that we had written out. Um, just kind of short, like 30 second snippets, usually a chorus, maybe a pre-chorus. And he had this big whiteboard and he wrote down all of the ones that he connected with immediately and then from there, we kind of parsed it down. We were like, okay, this song would probably take a while. This one's not finished. Um, so he ended up picking out um, You and Me. And then he picked One Thing, Silly Song, and Same Old Same. Same Old Same yeah. was pretty much completely done. And so yeah. was You and Me. And they um, they changed a bit. He helped a lot with structure. Um, but he didn't change any of the words or anything. Silly Song was a hit clip. So all we had was that first verse and that was it. And he picked it. He loved it. And we ended up writing that together. And then one thing was completely done, but um, he ended up changing the chorus. So it had a completely different chorus. It was actually a song about being hungover at church. And he oh my was God. like, <laughs> the chorus was just too, um, 
I guess he wanted the chorus to have more of like a open feel. This was like a really fast chorus. And so that song ended up totally changing um, chorus wise. Everything else kind of stayed the same. But um, yeah, so we just came in with that whole catalog of songs. He pared it down kind of with what he related to. We even had like a backup list for next time. Like, okay, we didn't get to these, but we would love to do that in the future with it. Um, And so we just landed on those four songs and we felt like, they were all totally different which was cool because we we didn't want to put ourselves in too much of a niche like silly song definitely has that pop punk new wave avril lavigne kind of vibe one thing is very yeah. like evanescence paramore like a little heavier and then you and me is a love song and we kind of yeah. we've heard like water parks vibes which okay uh, i'll take it that was not I my love water parks. <laughs> same here and then um same old same the lyrics of that one just mean a lot to me um so i'm glad we got to include that one but yeah very long explanation of how we (laughs) arrived i I love that i love hearing all of the like all the backstory into what goes into the making of an album an ep a single whatever Mm -hmm. like and that's cool that you got to share studio space with like such iconic people in the scene people Uh, that you look up to you know? know like like um you said eating lunch with broadside was that right like that's that's so crazy like that oh my god I I can't even imagine and like yeah you said like they worked with like Magnolia Park and like 408 Mm -hmm. like that's that those are some pretty big names right now in the current scene so that's that's super cool Oh my god! My biggest I love regret that. about that whole time, my biggest regret is that 408 saw we were there and invited us to a pool party, and we what? didn't go. <laughs> you like, didn't go? I was like, so we were, what were we thinking? <laughs> Why did we oh, not go? We were god. just so like gassed, and Ian was working the whole time, so he was like trying to work and be in the studio. And I think I think we got a little bit nervous, so we didn't go. Yeah. But we got our <laughs> lunches with Broadside. Like they were bringing us sushi from Publix, and we were like, "This, this is surreal." But yeah, four yeah, that's have another pool party. I'm down. I won't miss out this time. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh, I I just love hearing like all these little like industry like insider moments. You know that <laughs> you, you know? don't see. Like it's oh it's gosh. so super cool. The hot gosh. It was so yeah, no, literally. Like, asked so many questions. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what you should do, you know? Like, you're still a newer band. You're still, like, figuring it out. Like, ask the people who, like, yes. have been doing it for a while, you know? Like, that's exactly. so smart. So that that was definitely, like, a good move for you guys. That's awesome. So. Yes. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Um. All right. So I know this is going to sound like I'm asking you to pick your favorite child. But what is your like favorite song from the EP and why? If you could pick one. Or like, I guess maybe let me rephrase that. What would you suggest would be one song off the EP that someone should definitely listen to? Ooh, I think I'd have two different answers for that. Like if okay, you ask okay. my favorite, I'd pick a different one. And if I'm telling someone what to listen to, I would also pick a different one. But Ooh, let's hear favorite, them both. Okay, favorite would be... Um, one thing and i think that's like everyone in the band's favorite at least the three of us um that wrote it and i think it's because that song has the sound that we have been trying to get and kind of what we've been working towards over this first year of having music out um and we've worked with 
four different producers, um, soon nice. to be five. And so we've got, kind of been tweaking, figuring out our sound. Um, we were too poppy, but we didn't want to be too punk. But we didn't want to be too this. And when we heard one thing and heard the completed version, we all looked at each other and we were like, we, we got there. We got the sound <laughs> we wanted. We want that edge, that like darkness, but something of substance and nostalgic, but new. And so that song is just, we achieved the sound that we wanted with that one. And it was amazing. exactly what we had envisioned, which was amazing. Um, and then for me, the words obviously have very personal meaning, which um, was cool to see that come to life. And then I think if I were telling someone what to listen to on the EP, I would probably tell them to start with Silly Song. I feel like that has a good <laughs> core of like who we are. It's a little bit funny. It's got some fun visuals with the champagne it's poppy but it's got that mm -hmm. nostalgic punk vibe um and it's just a fun song so i think i think if i were telling someone to listen i would tell them silly song but it's interesting people gravitate towards one thing so we are in milwaukee played Summerfest yesterday and when we were getting ready we walked to a coffee shop down the street from our airbnb and um, we were just talking to the barista and I said, will you be at Summerfest? And he said, I think so. And I said, well, we're playing today, but you'll probably be here since we're playing at, you know, two yeah. in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, but he was like, oh, well, what's your band called? And I said, definitely, maybe. He said, okay, I'll look you up. And he turned around to make our coffees. And then all of a sudden, one thing starts playing over the speakers <laughs> in the coffee shop. <laughs> and we looked over at him like, oh my gosh. And so he went to our page and played it. But oh Silly Song is a That's top. so fun. He's still, I know. He's still, like, gravitated towards one thing. Like, you would think he would just pick the first song that was up there, which would have been Silly Song. But um, there's just something about it. I don't know if it's the name or, like, the album cover huh. or what. Um, but, yeah, the album cover actually is kind of a crazy story, too. Um, in Same Old Same there's like a lyric about dead bouquets in a frame and how it's like a, a memory. Um, and I feel like people do it from weddings and school dances. And um, I went to my aunt's house, my aunt Gail, and she had this dead bouquet hanging in her living room in a frame. And I said, Gail, what is this bouquet? Can I take a picture of it? <laughs> this is perfect <laughs> for something I'm working on. And it turns out it was flowers from her mom's funeral that she had hanging oh on the wall. God. And I was like, that's heartbreakingly perfect for this. And so I oh. took a picture of it and we ended up using it for the album cover. Um, and then I forgot to tell her. <laughs> this The EP comes out and we're in the car with my aunt and uncle and my parents and they want to hear it. So they're listening and I'm looking at my phone and I'm looking at my aunt Gail in the front seat. And I was like, wait did I ever tell you what the album cover is and she was like no and I showed her I was like does this look familiar and she was like she looked back at me and she immediately oh started God. crying and she said she said I just made the decision to throw out the bouquet oh. and I regretted it but it's too late and she said now I have this picture and I can keep it forever oh. because I, I didn't think to take a picture of it and so she was like this means so much I can't believe it and she was so um, touched by that which was really cool so, so sweet it was such a, oh a fun thing to experience with her and she gets to kind of have that memory after throwing it out that was a little bit of a side tangent after that question but it just reminded me of that. yeah oh my gosh that's so that's so sweet though like you, you <laughs> accidentally like made something that meant so much to someone <laughs> I which I think is like so cool oh I love that 
Yeah, I I don't know which one's my favorite one off off of the EP. I I like them all, but yeah, I I think um same old same. I I think that one is the one I, I've gravitated toward a lot. So I I really like that one. <laughs> Thank you. That one. Um, if you know this song, you'll probably hear the inspiration right away. But do you know the band called the Wildlife? Do they not have like an I in the name? Is it like wild? Correct. Life. Yeah. Okay. I yes, I know of them. Yes. Yes, they have a song called Blood Orange, and that was kind of the mm. inspiration behind um, "Same Old Ooh. Same." And I have I, to listen to it. It's good. It's got like the kick and drum groove and the cool like guitars that are panned all weird, um, and it's just a really beautiful, beautiful song. And I think it's it's the title track for their album. The whole album is great. They're yeah, frustratingly good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's such a great descriptor. You're like, gosh, why are oh. they so good? <laughs> I know we want to hate amazing. them for some reason. They're one of those bands that we're like jealous of. So we're like, we hate them, but we actually love them. <laughs> You're like, we love them so much that we wish we were them, and we, it makes a little spiteful. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for all that insight into your EP. That is all so cool. So, oh my gosh, I love hearing that kind of stuff. That's like part of the reason I love doing interviews so much is hearing like (laughs) backstories. Like that's, that's awesome. Um, But I guess, so moving on from there, tell me what your most memorable moment with the band would be. Like, what do you think it would be like the coolest thing that's ever happened in the career thus far? Easy. So easy. We just had to work with, um, we got to work with Matt Squire on our third single and oh my God, it was so surreal. So we, like I said, we had just been making music, trucking along blindly, just recording stuff in our basement. And then I'd been reaching out to producers. Um, we worked with your Minneapolis base. So we worked with Landon Conrath. Yeah. You don't know him. Oh wow. You must know him. He is we're obsessed with him. I wore his shirt oh. yesterday after I thought it's like what I changed into, but um, we've gotten really close with him over the past year after we went up to Minneapolis to work on WOM. And then he also did Good Day. Um, and while we were in Minneapolis in our Airbnb, we wrote Time I Swear. Um, we wrote it oh while we were gosh. working on WOM. And we would come home at night and it just kind of like spilled out of us. On the morning we were checking out, actually, we were like, trying to get a late checkout because we were in this groove of like finishing this song um so we finished the demo when we got home from minneapolis and um i was working at lululemon at the time so i was not doing my job and i was emailing producers <laughs> instead while i was at, at lululemon we've all uh, we've all been get there okay. work on it. <laughs> right we had all these demos this time i swear was in there um and i had just been listening to fever the ep by against the current which is also fucking incredible um and i clicked view credits and i saw matt squire co-wrote and produced on every single track so i said okay matt squire against the current love this sound i think it'd be perfect it's kind of one thing like that's kind of the sound we wanted to get um and so i was like okay i'll reach out to matt squire so i sent him a dm on instagram with our soundcloud link and i love you're against the current EP. It's so inspiring. It's something we've been using to write to. We just saw them in concert. It was incredible. Um, and I had no clue beyond against the current who Matt Squire was. No clue. Absolutely oh, none. I, I just looked him up because I <laughs> oh, I knew yeah. his name. I knew his name, but I couldn't remember what all he did. 
it's like ridiculous. He's uh-huh. got he's got under I, oath, I, I no the disco, Demi Lovato, One Direction, Kesha, Simple Plan, Good Charlotte. Like, what the hell? Like, oh my god, that's like just the surface <laughs> yeah. too. Wow. I know. <laughs> so he responded to the DM and he said, "I love this." He was like, "I'm immediately inspired by." This time I swear, and then an unreleased song we have called Strangers, which we actually resurfaced oh and played at Summerfest, which was awesome. And he said, Oh, I love like, that. Like, hell yeah, let's do it. Here's my rates. Do you want to come down here? Let's do it in person. So we drove down to Baltimore and spent three days with him in the studio. Um, but after he responded and said yes, I was drafting up a text to the band to say, like, hey guys, we got a producer for this time I swear. So I Googled him so I could say, like, he's worked on against the current this. I Google him, I pull up his genius. And I just immediately (laughs) was like stunned. I was like, wait, what? And so we got down there and immediately the first question I ask is like, why did you choose to work with us? Like you, you work with so many people. I said, is this a regular thing? Like, do you work with small bands? Cause we had, we had one song out. We were nobody. We had like 70 monthly listeners. We had one song out with Landon. Um, And he said that it's actually a really cool story. So he said that, he um when he was kind of back in his heyday and he had all this success he was super busy and he would get lots of emails and demos from artists that wanted to work with him obviously who wouldn't and he got this email from this guy it had a demo attached and he was just busy so he just checked it off and didn't respond to it and he went back and looked at that email for some reason a few years later he was so curious was like i just can't stop thinking about this one email that i got with this demo and so he opens the email he clicks on it and listens. And that demo was Fireflies by Owl City. <laughs> and he didn't listen to it. Oh, to my God. Yep. So, so, so the song was already out says, at that point, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and he had oh. no idea that that was it. But he just <laughs> had this feeling. He's like, I just know that I missed something here. And so he said from that moment, he listens to every single thing that gets sent his way. He listens to everything. He doesn't say yes to working no. with everyone, but he said, I I cannot afford to let an opportunity like that pass me by. I could have been a part of something big. And all of his Imagine major, how all, different. Most of his major successes early on were debuts of small bit. Like with Panic at the Disco, he worked with them fresh out of high school. They had never even played live. When he did, well, yeah, they were young. They were they were like seventeen when they wrote that, something like that. And he did, um, he did Ariana Grande's debut album, Mm -hmm. and I don't know how much of this is public knowledge, but apparently Ariana was having a hard time getting a producer to do her album because she was getting this kind of reputation in the industry, and no one wanted to work with her. And um, Matt Squire is a psychology major, so he like understands people. And he was telling all the producers, like, "Hey, I got this. Like, you just you're you're looking at her like a commodity. Like, she's a person. You just need to understand her as a person." And right. I got this. We'll do it. And it's like a fucking amazing album. And so he just oh his God. philosophy is just that you never know. Like, you just never know. And look at That's her now. Incredible. No one thought she was gonna in the industry. I'm gonna they were start like, this like girl's <laughs> going nowhere. I'm going to start, like, recommending people go to him. Because you never know, I guess. Oh, yeah. Especially if he, like, Fucking opens amazing. them all, you know? Like, that's crazy. Oh, he's I, so I keep cool. thinking about that. Imagine what Fireflies could have sounded like if Matt Squire had I know! Him. Like, pop punk track. But in his studio, oh. we were sitting on the couch, and he was like, yeah, so Benny Blanco did his first co-write sitting on that couch. And um, oh, Dear Maria, God. count me in. 
written right outside on the driveway and he was just like telling us all these stories that's and we were like, nuts where are we this is so crazy you're <laughs> like is this, this is literally some kind of like you're like is this a dream is this like happening yes. like that, i asked him about nuts. one direction i was like so how are they and he was like every single one of them so fucking talented like so fucking talented. oh yeah i was like i knew it yeah. i knew it <laughs> they're amazing i i was a huge directioner back in the day oh my god because their their prime was like right in my like middle school days and i was right i was the right age to just be totally like obsessed with a boy band and they were they were the one Mm -hmm. i freaking loved them oh my god every time you kept saying one thing your song i kept thinking about one direction's one thing and i'm like oh i need to stop thinking about that well that music video is burned into my brain forever same they they have like like all their music videos are burned into my brain forever i swear i know story of my life come on now come on oh my god yeah that's I'm still trying to wrap my my brain around the fact that you like just reached out to Matt Squire like casually, not entirely oh, no. even knowing who he was. Like that's so that's so nuts. Dude. Uh that's awesome. Like con- seriously, massive congratulations for that. That is that Thank is you. cool. That <laughs> is I would consider that the coolest thing in in my career too. If that happened, that's that's I so are. cool. Oh my he's, god, he's Amazing. incredible. Three days with him, and your life's changed for an hour with him, and you're like, I'm a new person, <laughs> I'm a new person. Like, I'm, I'm learning like... so much stuff, like, nuts. Yeah, so much. Oh my gosh, we could have been That's... there for months. We're like, do we have to leave? Like, can you be my dad? <laughs> we, we love him. We're like, please be our mentor forever. Like, oh, uh-huh. that's amazing. And he would. We still text him. He was on this kick when we were there where he was trying all the new Mountain Dew flavors because they were releasing like all these wacky <laughs> flavors. So every time we try a new Mountain Dew flavor, we still text him a photo and we're like, have you tried this one yet? It's like our little that's way so to stay funny. connected with him, which is super I, fun. <laughs> I'm a big Mountain Dew fan too. I, I love trying oh, all the new flavors. That's it's, it's nuts. I still am astounded that they can even make this many flavors of a soda and they're all good. Like, nuts. <laughs> good. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's move on here. So, um, you just, you released your EP in, was it April or? Yeah, good memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I, I looked at it like earlier this morning to make sure and I remembered, so I'm <laughs> proud. Um, April, so do you guys have any other music that you guys are releasing anytime soon or planning to release anytime soon? Tons. Oh my gosh, tons. So we're working on a song called When I See You, and we're working Ooh. with a producer out of New York City. His name's Ryder Stewart. Um, he's nice. so dope. He plays with um a pop guy called mickey james who makes bangers super catchy and we actually got to play with them in chicago mickey james rolled through and we opened up for them that's how we met Ryder, and we just love his sound and his production so we're working on a song with him um it should be done before the month is over and then we're going to release that sucker as soon as we can um we've been playing it live but it's already changed so much in such a good way because Ryder is a genius so We'll have a single coming out soon, and then we want to work on our next EP. We've got probably six or seven songs that will go on that one, and we're just yeah, doing our little producer scout for who we want to work with, and 
Um, obviously would love to work with Andy again, but we also just want to meet people and network. And so we've reached out to Colin Britton who did Swaco's debut album. And, um, we might work with his co-producer who was also on Swaco's album, but we're just kind of trying to find the right fit for us, um, stylistically, financially, and then the right fit for the producer to figure out who would make it. Um, but we want to have something out by the fall hopefully so working on nice. releasing singles this summer with Ryder and then hopefully another full EP or album out in the fall nice oh my gosh that's so exciting yay I can't wait um yeah that's so exciting and I I love your use of like of reaching out to so many different producers like and just like trying to get as much talent as you can in it like that's, mm-hmm. that's awesome instead of just sticking with one person like nothing wrong with yes. that obviously but it's like it's cool that you guys totally. are trying to network so much especially so early on like that's that's super cool mm-hmm. love that that's the biggest thing for us that's like our band philosophy is just networking reaching out to people and whoever is in front of you at that moment is the person who is the most important to the band's future and the journey ahead is is kind of how we operate so like right now talking to you it's like this episode could get us that one listener that like it could you know, explodes us into outer space so it's like whatever whoever's in front of you whatever you're doing like that is the single most important thing to the band and that's nice. kind of how we try to focus on things yeah I I love that that outlook on things like you never know like any opportunity no matter how small it may seem like it could end up being something super huge for you so and obviously exactly. I'm not guaranteeing that this will blow up your career <laughs> But I am saying someone might hear it. You never know. Uh-huh. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that goes I, both ways and yours does too. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I honestly I don't even know who's all listening to my podcast. Like I've got some people listening to it, but I who knows? There might be someone with massive like influence that I just don't even realize mm-hmm. is there. I don't know. You never know. How crazy so. is that? People are just listening to your voice and you may never meet them. It's so strange. It's, it is a strange <laughs> thing to think about because like I also like looking at like the analytics and stuff and I'll look and I've got like uh-huh. there's like 30 countries that I've had at least one listen in. And I think Dang. that that's it's nuts. Like it, it actually closed my Wild. mind like a lot because I've only been doing mm-hmm. this for like nine months. So I'm still pretty new at oh. this. Yeah. It's a little yeah, podcast and- baby now. <laughs> It is. It is. Like, I, I don't know. I literally picked up like a piece of paper or I guess a word document. And I started like typing this up one day while I was like supposed to be in my marketing classes. And I was like, I'm going to like, I'm going to make this podcast about music I love and maybe get some interviews. Like I didn't think it would even be something where I'd interview people every week, but that's what it's turned into. So it's like, you never know. You never know what'll happen. Who's been your favorite? (laughs) Who's been your favorite interview? Oh my God, that's that's a hard question. Now you're interviewing me. Um, <laughs> I know. Geez. I have so okay. I could, we could turn this around for another hour. I have questions for Dude, you. <laughs> we literally could. Um, okay, Part two. so <laughs> let, let's let's think of some. Maybe I can't pick one. So Taylor Acorn okay. was definitely one that I really loved. Um, I'd wanted to interview her for a really long time because I I met her um when I had seen her perform for the first time, and I was like, yo, I just started this thing. Like, would you like to interview? She's like, sure. And like several months later, I got to interview her, which was super cool. Um, Tilly was another one that I really liked. Um, I really wanted Ooh. to interview her because. Yeah, I, I had started listening to her music and I was like, she would be so good for the podcast. So I reached out mm-hmm. and she said she'd do it, which I was shocked. But yeah, 
So that one was cool. Dawn, they're a band from Nashville. They're a small band from Nashville. And I, I've like, I've grown to really um, become friends with them and really love them a lot too. And I actually had lunch with them yesterday, which was nuts. So yeah. I saw that. I screenshotted their Instagram because I had never heard of them. So okay, this is the next band we're listening to on the drive home. (laughs) Yes. They're like, they're the perfect, like nostalgic pop punk band. Like they're, Mm. they're awesome. I think, I think you'll really like them. So yeah, and then um, Ricky Jab, who is uh, Taylor Acorn's guitarist, and we're we're pretty good friends Ooh. now. So yeah, yeah, he he does Ricky a lot of Jab. Um, sick name. Yeah. What the heck? Yes, yes, <laughs> he he does a lot of um, TikToks uh, with like um, guitar. Like he does like guitar. Like what if this song Ooh. was metal, or what if this song was pop punk? And like that's yes. how Taylor like found him was through TikTok, and now he like tours with her, and it's like it's wild. For sure. so, He's super talented. I definitely like you should check out his Instagram and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll cool. I'll make Ian connect with him. They can make all <laughs> guitar TikToks together. Oh, <laughs> uh, like he's he does that all the time. He would he would love that. That's that's sick. But yeah, so I haven't had an interview that I haven't liked. I don't know. Like, you know, oh, like I, I everyone that. everyone's been everyone's been fun. Um yeah, and I, I love them all for different reasons too. So um, I loved totally. Bronnie from the UK. She was my first um, international artist that I, I interviewed. So. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so that Super was cool. a small recap for you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, so unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up because I have to go to work in like an hour, which is annoying. But, you know, Dang. I have a job. <laughs> but yeah, so, I don't know how that goes. <laughs> I know. Um, is there anything else you want the listeners to know about you or the band or fun facts? Anything else before we wrap this up? Oh, it's have fun. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll just say that if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing our voices, that I don't think that you're here on accident and there's a reason for it, whether it's a song or a lyric or to reach out or come to a show, or if it leads you to another band, I just think there's a bigger purpose for this conversation and whatever comes out of it and whoever hears it. So I'm super excited for everyone to listen and whatever happens next. Um, This is a, a tough weekend for me tomorrow is the three-year anniversary when my sister took her own life so Uh, it's just nice to be able to um share that story her story keep her memory alive and get the word out about music and a community of people who um are here and our dms are always open for anyone that is struggling with the same thing um i got to play a song at Summerfest that's unreleased called one more night and it's about kind of my own personal journey with that experience and definitely had ideation um with suicide and kind of still wrestle with that sometimes and so it's a song about knowing that you don't want to die but you also don't really want to live and I know a lot of people are kind of in that mode and um just wanting them to know that they're not alone and that other people feel that way and if you can just you know, find something to hold on to for one more night and you just keep working towards one more night. That's what that song is about. One more night. And, um, you know, unfortunately my sister couldn't get there and lost her battle with it. And, um, it's tragic and it's so sad. And I just don't want that to happen. Um, if it doesn't have to happen. So 
yeah, anyone's absolutely. free to reach out. And I hope that when they hear our music, they feel less alone. And when they listen to your voice on this podcast, they feel less alone. They find something that they can connect with. So really grateful to have been here and have this uh, conversation with you. Oh my gosh, me too. That's that's so beautiful. And yeah, I'm I'm so sorry about your sister. I I saw that on your Instagram. You. It just that just breaks my heart. Like no one should ever have to feel like that. And yeah, it's 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 beautiful that you still honor her life and yeah, that's that's beautiful. So yeah, I I definitely I think we all know at least someone who struggles with mental health, if not ourselves, oh, a yeah. friend or family member. And so, yeah, it's very important to make sure we're all here with each other and support each other totally. the best we can. And I think music does a really a good a really good job at healing, mm. you know, when you feel like you Preach. can't be healed music is is a beautiful thing to lean into especially the pop punk yes. genre it's it's classically uh, been known for that so yeah that's exactly beautiful. yeah it's thank you for sharing your story yeah yeah even even though you know he didn't obviously didn't go too much into it but thank you for still sharing your story and your message and it, yeah, it means a lot so well Thank you so much, Courtney, for being here today. And yeah, I've had so much fun talking with you and I got so much good like insider knowledge and just fun chat with Hell you. Yeah. Like this, this has been awesome. <laughs> so I hope that we stay connected in the future. And yeah, I can't wait to, to release this episode. And I know that our listeners will love you. So I'm so excited. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm so yeah. pumped. Thank you so much. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, that was my interview with Courtney Klinkert of Definitely Maybe. I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview. It was so much fun and Courtney was such a blast to have on. You can follow them at Definitely Maybe Band on Instagram and you can check out everything that they've got going on. You can see footage from Summerfest, which was the festival that they just played in Milwaukee, which is so cool. Be sure to check out their debut EP, Better Off Undone. Again, they are local to Chicago. So if you are from the Chicago area or anywhere here in the Midwest, maybe you can catch them at a show sometime. And who knows, they just may become your brand new favorite artist. This is where I'm going to have to leave you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Pop Punk Promo. It means so much to me to have viewers like you listening in every single week. Remember to tune in next week again on Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for a brand new episode of Pop Punk Promo. Stay safe out there, be good to each other, and we'll catch you again in the next episode. See you later. For more information on how you can become a featured artist, visit poppunkpromo.com.